Hi, and welcome to the Black Mum to Midwife podcast. First up, disclaimer. I'm a student midwife, so therefore I'm nowhere near qualified to giving any sort of medical advice. If you do have any issues or worries, please contact your GP, midwife or other healthcare professionals. Now that's out of the way, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Black Mum to Midwife podcast. I'm your host Chelsea, aka the Black Mum to Midwife. I hope you're all well and I hope you're all winning at life at the minute. I'm just going to jump straight in with what's been happening recently. So I am now officially, I can officially say that I am now a second year student midwife. Boop boop. Um, yeah, so that's happened which I'm really pleased about. I'm just waiting patiently, (laughs) impatiently (laughs) for my student finance because, boy, if you know, you know. Um, Yeah, all I'm saying is I just can't wait to get that text because my bank account is repeatedly asking me, sis, what's going on? Like, what's going on? So, yeah, there's that. Um, And placement has been going really well. As you know, I'm yeah, in delivery suite. But last week, I had the chance to look after a woman in, um, who was having twins. And it was amazing. It was such an amazing experience. It was mad hectic, obviously. But um, she did so, so well and um, had two beautiful little girls. And yeah, it was just amazing to be a part of I think that's like the first time I felt like emotions like bubbling away like almost shed a tear (laughs) almost um I thought that's one thing I would say I I thought I would I thought I would be much more of a crier I yeah definitely thought that I'd cry more than I have been doing but maybe it's because I'm so focused on learning that the the emotions the emotional side doesn't quite catch up with my brain that's just like oh this needs to be doing that needs doing so um it caught up with me that time because it was just it was just so, so beautiful so that was like midwifery student dream almost um yeah it was brilliant absolutely brilliant so that happened last week and I also managed to get catches four and five um on my last shift actually within like a few hours of each other actually so that was um a pretty full-on shift but I really enjoyed it So yeah, I'm rolling, Um, I'm like getting into like the swing of things, Um, still really enjoying it but I really desperately need to like do these assessment things which is just so difficult to do because it's so busy, everyone is just like busy, busy, busy so it's just me (laughs) walking around like begging people to sign my book um, which is probably the least fun part but um no I've been enjoying I've been really really enjoying placement so that's good um I've also managed to label up a creepy looking dolly if you follow me on Instagram you will know what I'm talking about um it's a doll a baby doll basically with like that just looks like it's been heavily tattooed um which I'm using to like practice um practicing the initial examination of a newborn so it's basically got writing all over it from like head to toe 
and it looks quite creepy. It's, it's housed in a pelvis <laughs> and it's staring down at me right now. It's on the top of my desk. Um, so I'm just going to not maintain eye contact and freak myself out. Um, so yeah, that's uni. I really, really, really can't wait to get started on the theory. Um, we've been given like bits and pieces to look into and read up on. So I'm doing that. So that's uni. Um, I also oh I also ventured into the library for the first time since like February March, and it's so good. It was so good. I might like, I was proper geeking out. I was excited to sit in a room full of books where no one can talk. But that's me. Um, yeah, it was dead. <laughs> it was dead. But that's how I like it. So it's all good. So at least the library's open now, so I can actually go out and feel like I'm actually like studying it's a bit difficult at home because like you know you get distractions like oh yeah the laundry needs doing or you know the hoovering or just house stuff really um and then you end up just the half half the day's gone and then before you know it it's like school run time again so it's just like oh rather get out go to the library actually focus and get stuff done so yeah i'm happy about that too um that's about it really nothing else has been happening much actually so um yeah uh, but the topic of this week's episode is well 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 um and I just wanted to talk about um wellness really wellness and how um is exploring ways of looking after ourselves as there's been like a huge upsurge in people talking about self-care and things like that but um I just wanted to talk about what that actually means to me um and you can look at self-care in a lot of different ways um like obviously looking after your physical self like your health um but also a huge I think that's really huge for me is um your emotional and mental health because it's something that I have, these are things that I've kind of struggled with at times and still do struggle with actually. So um, it was, I just felt like I just wanted to um, have a quick word on that. Um, and seeing as that, yes, not yesterday, yeah, yesterday was the last day of um, Black Maternal Mental Health Week in the UK. It was launched by the Motherhood Group and I met the founder of the Motherhood Group, was it last year? I think it was last year at Black Girl Fest. I um, attended one of their breakout sessions on time management and motherhood, which I found really, really helpful. Um, and so started following them on social media on the back of that. And they actually launched um, the first um, UK Awareness Week for Black Maternal Mental Health. So go motherhood group, big up you. It's it's come about because postnatal depression or postnatal anxiety is about 13% higher in black mothers than in white mothers in the UK. And um, studies have found, well, I think the most recent was not, was like about 2011, um, which is, which needs to be a bit more recent, but um, study found that, that black women um, are actually the group that are least likely to initiate help 
to seek help or treatment for postnatal um, mental illness and also the least likely to follow up on treatment. Um, and this is uh, due to a like, multitude of reasons, some cultural, uh, some um, obviously personal, um, but the fact remains that these statistics are, you know, have been, have been proven. So I think it's great that things are being spoken about. I think mental health in general, especially within the black community, needs to, it's, it is being spoken about more now, but we, st we still have such a long way to go. And there's different kind of things that stand in the way of that sometimes. Uh, one being, you know, being a strong black woman, that kind of trope is, is, on the surface, you you it sounds you know great you know, but when you really really think about it, it's actually quite problematic because it makes you feel as if you should be able to withstand anything that comes that's thrown at you, because you're a strong black woman and you can handle this and you can handle that and you can handle everything and carry on and it's no no. No, not everyday strong black women. Sometimes, you know, I want someone to hold me as I eat baked goods. Like, I just, you know, it's not it's not helpful when you're struggling and sometimes when you get to the point where you even want to reach out for help and somebody is just turning around and telling you, ah, oh, no, you're fine, you're fine, you'll be fine, you're strong, you can handle this. It's like, no, I can't, I really can't. Um, you know, so it's things like that. Another thing is I mean I can only speak for myself and my own experiences but there is this thing where um growing up it's like you don't don't chat your business like don't chat your business to other people to like you know so you don't go out of the house where your business occurs and then go and tell your business to somebody else that's not involved that's not in your family that's not you know there's always that you know keep your business to yourself kind of thing um, which again isn't helpful um, so there's all these kind of things that come into play um, which people I mean which we need to look into as factors that do affect uh, people seeking help um, for mental illness and um, personally speaking because um, I've had you know ups and downs like most people do um, but it's only re really recently, actually, I have kind of stopped thinking that the medication that I need is the is, is an issue, uh, because I thought that for a very long time, and all it did was make me go around in these cycles where I'd stop taking it, I'd be like, no, 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 I don't need it, um, and then carry on for a while, but then kind of something happens, or you know you kind of start getting those feelings of overwhelm and you just can't take it anymore you start struggling and then the whole thing the whole cycle starts again and I've just realized that you know how counterproductive that is and actually there's nothing wrong with needing medication to be able to function because a lot of people take medications for various reasons in order to function um and it's fine um and I, it's something that I've only just <laughs> beginning to get you know it's fine um and so it's things like that because you have that hangover of you should be fine without this you can you know you can do it you can handle anything I can't 
and that's okay. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to say on that. I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to start crying or anything. So <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying on that. That's all I've got to say on that, really. Uh, I'm just really pleased that um, things like this are getting more um, press. I'm getting more airtime. Um, I just and I just hope that there is some you know decent research that comes out of it because more often than not, when things are concerning black women especially it's always research that comes from america whereas i mean our experiences as black british women like black women in britain is going to be different obviously there's going to be some similarities but it's a different experience so i really really hope you know decent research comes out of this on the back of you know the embrace report on the back of these kind of events raising awareness for maternal mortality for maternal black maternal mental health um all these issues they desperately need looking into and um yeah i just hope um something comes off it something solid comes off it um and on the back of that actually i um the five times more campaign um that has been running for a little while now um their recent call to action was to contact um, local MP, contact your local MP, because the government response that uh, was received wasn't wasn't all that great, um, as you can imagine. <laughs> so I actually got a response from my local MP, and it was actually quite promising. I mean. I don't, but I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, he's, you know, I don't believe anything these people say. But <laughs> it was actually quite promising. Um, and one thing that that did um, that stood out for me was the fact that basically the letter that I wrote to him was, um, it's all well and good, you know, continuity of care being offered as like a solution. Um, as being part of the solution, I should say, because continuity of care is not going to be a cure-all because it really, if your if the midwife that is giving the con the continued care is you know culturally insensitive, has um, preconceived notions about you based on your race, or you know has um, conscious uh, bias, I'm not going to say unconscious bias anymore because you're fully aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. So, yeah, all these things. That's not going to change the outcome of someone receiving poor care. They're just going to receive poor care from one person all the way through. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think continuity of care is a cure-all. Um, and also the fact that they deliberately just kind of dismiss that the focus of the campaign is for black women now that's not just to say oh only black women matter before you know any karens jump on my back about all lives mattering but um it was specifically geared towards black women and the the response deliberately brought out the big bame umbrella um which sorry the sirens brought out the big bame umbrella which irks me it really 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 irks me because BAME as a term annoys me anyway but 
that is basically just saying everybody who's not white. Like, we're not talking about everybody who's not white here. We're talking specifically about black women. And that's the, the part where they just keep, they're just not getting what well, they are getting. They're just avoiding. So, um, I, we basic, I basically wrote a letter to ask what is specifically being done um, for black women. Um, and, um, yeah, so a paragraph, um, that he writes, he basically, um, says that the government needs to recognise the need to deliver a race, um, equality strategy across the board. Um, and until they do that, we will not see outcomes for black women, that they deserve and it's very true they're not willing to look at race as you know race equality as an issue or they're trying they're trying they're skirting around the issue and I'm so glad he put that in because he's acknowledging the fact that yeah it's pretty effed up I mean all this that's happening and the fact that they're just not actually zeroing in <laughs> on the like glaring pink neon elephant in the room so yeah I'm really glad that he's actually um taking that into account or whoever that wrote this letter is anyway um but yeah that was that was a bit encouraging so more on um just general wellness I am um, I'm not that great at it, to be honest I'm not that great at taking time and like looking after myself in a consistent way like generally like I eat very well um we mostly eat plant-based at home anyway so I do eat well I think I eat well pretty well my husband will probably disagree because I still eat biscuits and <laughs> and cakes and all that kind of stuff but you know a girl's got to have something you know um so yeah with me it's consistency with things like exercise like I enjoy when I do it but it's just like I have such peaks and troughs with motivation when it comes to that um which I really need to sort out because I'm like yeah I want I want a body that looks like this but yeah I can't be asked to uh, actually put in the work which is not really good is it um but you know I'm human man I like to sit and read and eat like I like to read that's my thing like if I could like get buffed by reading oh my gosh my body would be banging right now <laughs> um but yeah that's not that's not the case I just have weakened eyes <laughs> um but yeah for me I know it's like consistency with all things I think I lack discipline a bit I'm a bit undisciplined when it comes to like the physical side of my well-being um and it's because it's, it's like I'm not making excuses but it's like all these you know that the tabs the hundreds of tabs that are open that you're just so by the time you get round to yourself you're just like oh do you know what it can wait <laughs> so um but yeah I do have to actually make more of a concerted effort to look after myself um because yeah this is the only body I've got and I can't afford a new one so yeah I need to make more of an effort with that um but things like emotional and mental well-being um I've come to accept certain things about myself um and stop trying to fight them like I am an overthinker 
and I try to, um, I'm an overthinker and I'm not much of a talker. And those two things, those two things in combination are not really that great. <laughs> um, so I, I'm trying to learn to talk more. Um, which sounds easy enough, but, um, yeah, for the introverts out there, you know what I mean, when it's just like, nah, I'd rather, like, talk about someone else, I'd rather talk about, like, hear other people talking about themselves than me actually coming forth and bearing my soul, so, yeah, I, I need to get better at that, and I have been, actually, I have been improving at that, but, um, yeah, there's, there's still some work to do, um, but I know that I'm, there are kind of positive changes within me that are happening. Um, I'm slowly evolving um, and it feels good, actually. It, it, I'm starting to feel more of like a, like more of a complete person, if you know what I mean. That sounds weird, but after becoming a mum, like for... I would say maybe about a year or so, like the first year, year, I, I, I more or less completely lost myself, I felt like I'd lost myself and it was really scary because it was like, I felt like I'd been body snatched, like somebody had just taken the old, my old body, my old self, like taken my brain out and then put it into some, this other body that looked like mine but wasn't quite the same, didn't quite fit, like, it was just, it just felt really weird, I just felt kind of disconnected from myself, and then none of my clothes looked right, and then, like, I just, I never knew what to do with my hair, I was just like, what is this, I don't, like, ugh. it was a very strange time, um, and, um, yeah, self-care just went out of the window, my skin was terrible, you know, you get a postpartum hair loss, my edges were like, bye, and it was just, <laughs> I was just a whole entire mess. When I look at pictures from that kind of period, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, past Chelsea. I'm sorry, new mum Chelsea. You look like you've been going through the wars, girl. It was not, it was not a pretty sight. Um, and I know it's because I think I just threw my whole entire self into being a mum and kind of just wasn't anything else. Um, which I thought was great, um, but looking back, mm -mm, no, no, I, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't go out much, I didn't, um, like, the one time I did go out, I got so drunk that I got into really big trouble with my husband, <laughs> that was like, I didn't go out for, I can't remember how long it, it was my first night out, basically, but I went, yeah, I went way over the top um, because it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm out of the house and it's like beyond 9pm. And so I went a bit mad and um, yeah, we don't talk about that a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was. I just felt like, a, like I'd lost myself basically. So um, I'm really, now I'm kind of beginning to come back into myself a bit I'm doing something that I want to do for myself like this midwifery degree means so much more than just becoming a midwife it's me achieving something for myself it's me proving to myself that yes I 
I uh, am good at something and um, it's me like being passionate about something, experiencing this newfound passion for something that I feel so strongly about um, and it and it makes me so happy to be a part of, to think that my future is going to be around midwifery and maternity and maternal care and I'm so excited about it um, and that brings me so much joy. It gives me purpose almost, like a drive to kind of go forward um, and so I feel like more of myself, I feel like I, I feel like, as I said, I feel like more of a whole person. So I'm not sure if anyone will actually understand what I've just said, but um, I'm, hope I'm hoping that um, some of you out there do. <laughs> um, so yeah, what I'm trying to say in the roundabout kind of way is that taking time for yourself, whether that be eating well, um, maybe getting some more fresh air, um, I'm not talking about just, you know, having a bath with a glass of wine, although that is really nice. Um, just those little things that kind of bring you back to yourself, like, you know, having time to get into a good book or having a conversation on the phone, having a good old gossip and a laugh with a friend or going for brunch, which I did recently, actually, me and my bestie went for lunch and it was so good. Um, like we're both mums and we live quite far apart and our diaries are always clashing so and we hadn't seen each other in ages obviously lockdown all the rest of it um so yeah we went for this really cute brunch um in London and it was just so nice we had brunch which was yummy um really cool place really nice atmosphere there was a saxophonist that's how awesome it was um and it had like a really cool like Ibiza vibe which is like beach club vibe, which is really nice. Then we went for cocktails and it was just so nice. And I got back home and I was like in bed by 10 and it was just the perfect day. Um, but even something that that sounds that simple just means so much to me because, I, because you know, I don't get to do it that often. Um, and so every little thing that kind of brings you joy or, you know, yeah, um, brings you that little bit of happiness it could be baking it could be I don't know man anything that makes you feel good you've got to make time for it because you're the only you that you've got you know and um, you need to look after yourself in any way possible so yeah whether that be emotionally or mentally or yeah I think it's really important and another area that I've been slacking on <laughs> oh, so much self-judgment going on here um is just feeling present being present um and meditating has really helped with that um which I again I've fallen off my meditation horse um I tried I did try and do that daily um and I need to try and get back into that um, because it really did kind of help me focus or help me relax and just remember that, you know, you don't have to be constantly looking forward ahead 10 steps or behind 10 steps. You just, you can just be in the now and enjoy what's going on now and be here for the now. And that's something I find really difficult because 
I'm always like, ah, oh, but what about this? And what about this? And what about that? Um, yeah, um, I need to kind of quit that and uh, get back on the meditation. But that's another thing I really enjoy. The Calm app, I love. Um, so if you're thinking about it, holler at me and I can send you like a link to try it out um, as a free gift because I'm nice like that. Yeah, so that's um, that's what's been happening. a little bit of mum stuff and um, I'm gonna head straight into a proud mum moment now yeah I'm, I'm still like super proud of this so my little one as you know has started school recently so she's in reception and um, I went to pick her up the other day and her one of the teaching assistants was um, helping with the home time so she was like oh I've got she needed to go back into the toilet before we left so she was like oh I've got I had such a really good conversation with um with Ewe this morning and I was like oh really I was thinking oh gosh like what is she gonna repeat what have we said have we been swearing did she hear us swear oh my gosh um so uh, apparently she told her teacher oh mommy was working last night um and her teacher asked her, oh, what does your mummy do? And she was like, oh, she's a midwife. Um, and her teacher was like, oh, that's great. I can imagine your your mummy must be so proud to help all those babies come into the world. And deadpan, she turns around to the teacher and she was like, yeah, but um, she helps them come out of the vagina. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I'm so proud of that. Like, obviously, after I started laughing, after I stopped rolling about laughing, I was so, so proud. Um, so, yeah, she was um, she was hitting them with straight facts. And I'm very, very proud of that. So that's like my little um, proud mom moment. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty more. I'm sure there'll be plenty more. Um, but, yeah, that was um, I love that. I love that. And um, so what else has been happening in the world of mumming? Um... We've been having a lot more kind of conversations. We have a lot of like bedtime conversations because we seem to have a bit of a nuclear fallout when it's uh, bedtime and um, <laughs> she has to go upstairs. But then after she's calmed down and we've got her washed and she's in bed, then then uh, we start talking a lot and she'll be asking questions and I'll tr always try and answer her questions if I can. And she started saying now, she's like, mommy, how do you know this? And um, my answer is usually, oh, because mommy likes to read books to find out, to find things out. And she was like, the other day, she was like, oh, I wish I was clever like you. I'm not clever. And I was like, oh, you are. It's like, you are clever. You know, lots of animal facts and things like that. And it's now that really hit me when she kind of was like oh I'm not good I'm not good at something or and that just oh that really kind of it's like a gut punch feeling that I really didn't like so I've now started to be more vocal with positive affirmations so every time she does something that um that she's really proud of that you can see she's really proud of I am like in there with compliments and encouragement because it's so so important that these little people know how awesome they are 
um, she's a very sensitive soul and and um, I know that she kind of needs that boost she needs that kind of affirmation she needs these affirmations so that's something I've become more acutely aware of um, with her and now I'm just going to have to make more concerted effort of you know geeing her up and yeah just hyping her up at, at every opportunity I get really so yeah there's that that's my thinking point uh recently the parenting is concerned and I've also made the decision to join the PTFA of her school um it's like for a number of reasons a to meet people to meet more people and to know people because I'm like yeah just standing on the playground like hi I'll wave hello to people I don't really recognize to see them like you know taking their kids picking their kids up or dropping them off um so yeah meeting some more mums um and organizing events because they've actually done really well I've I attended their AGM the other day um via Zoom and yeah they've done like really well they've raised like good amount of money for the school so it's they've been they've done amazing um so I definitely want to help out with that where I can that's sure to be interesting um so yeah that's it really um apart from the everyday stuff that's what's been happening in the world of mum So this week I have a really special guest with me and we're going to be talking about something that is very, very important for everyone, I think, and that is um, health and wellness. Um, so please welcome. Hi, hi everyone. Thank you very much for ha having me with you in, in your broadcast. I'm super excited to be here, actually. <laughs> oh, lovely. Excited to have you on. So as a guest, uh, I'm sure you'll all be familiar with this kind of setup now. We have a few icebreaker really? questions, so I'll just jump straight into those. So the first question is, what was the last book you read and what did you like or dislike? Okay, you're going to be very bored about this. <laughs> My last <laughs> book is called, uh, entitled Stopping Kidney Disease, and it's, it's a huge book. It's like a 500-page book that I got uh, received wow. from Amazon thinking that it would be a bit thinner and uh, straight to, to the point of how I can save my kidneys. What did I like the most about this book? I think it's the, the guidance. Actually, it comes from an author called Lee Ho, and he himself mm -hmm. suffers from kidney disease. So obviously, uh, you can relate to the person if you have that uh, condition, which is my case. Um, but um, within those 500 pages that he wrote, he has quite a lot of documented, uh, scientific tested uh, results. So it's actually important for me to see, okay, uh, you are having this approach to this disease, but, but based on what? So it's based on science as well, which ultimately uh, it means a lot because it, it, gives a, it gives it a little bit of credibility, I would say. Um, yeah. And he also approaches the plant-based diet, which is something that I'm following uh, nowadays. And, and, and it's good to see that it, it's, it's potentially a benefit for my uh, health and well-being uh, more than anything. And mm -hmm. it can contribute to uh, an improvement or at least uh, a slowing down of the progression of that disease. So, so that would be the, the best part of the book. The... <laughs> 
the not so good part of the book, I would say, besides having 500 pages, which I would say you rush into knowing more about how that plant-based diet is impacting his health and, and he prolongs a lot. So he would uh, be prompt to uh, sort of sort of discuss every single aspect of uh, the disease and aspect of when you're talking about blood tests, what are the, the, the tests that are more important? And you are sort of like, okay, but uh, how is the plant-based Drowning in information. diet impacting those? Yes. Get to the <laughs> Can point. Give me the formula? Yeah. And it's sort of like, uh, <laughs> it, it's there, you know, it's there, but but you need to you need to consume the 500 pages to understand how it's there and how, it, how that is beneficial. So mm-hmm. It's not a downside. It's more like, okay, survive the 500, read the 500 pages. You will see that at the end, you'll be a a lot more enlightened on how that plant-based can contribute uh, in so many levels to to that improvement of health. That's really interesting. Next question is what top three things bring you joy <laughs> i i think joy from a lot of small things in life to be honest i mean okay so let's let's sort of remove the 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 common uh, obvious ones which is uh, sharing moments with family and friends or uh, god knows jumping into netflix and watching binge watching every single series i would say that my greatest things are the ones that give me the most joy would be writing for sure um would be traveling mm-hmm. i love traveling i love the adrenaline of going to new places and oddly driving i find a lot of therapy when i'm driving yeah mm-hmm. i've heard you say that I as well that you don't drive. i miss it because i don't drive much in london oh, <laughs> I mean, in no, london I'm yeah driving the wrong side of the car <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing but but yeah definitely a joy for me (laughs) next up if you were a wwe (laughs) superstar (laughs) what would be your entrance music i mean come on you need to put queen b on that (laughs) it would be something like diva or something like run the world (laughs) i would say so yes please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all of the glitters, all of the everything, fire, <laughs> and the, the army, Love army it. of women. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you got have you got to have your army, you got to have your army, the hive. <laughs> Lovely. Right, final question for the icebreakers is a would you rather question. So, would you rather have whatever you were thinking appear above your head for everyone to see, or? have absolutely everything you do live streamed for anyone to oh. see. It is a bit black Yes, mirror. it is. <laughs> I would say my last option would be my best option, which is sort of like what I'm trying to do with the blog, but maybe in a, in a wide scale and a little bit more automatic, isn't it? Allow everyone to to think. I mean, I'm already open about what I think anyway. When when you start doing a blog where you Mm. put everything in your life, like that was important, that's already like, okay, I'm opening everything to everyone. So I I would say that the last one. (laughs) Everything you're thinking appear above your head. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want everyone live streaming everything. No, no, I would not. I would not. No, no. Maybe not the Truman <laughs> Show. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, that's very Black Mirror. That's very Black Mirror. It's scary. But yes, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, right, that's our getting to know you round. Now we're going to head into our conversation. But before that, I did, I was actually a bit rude. I didn't let you introduce yourself. So. We, we know your name, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm, um, well, my name is Marta, obviously. Uh, everyone calls me, and I love the saying that all my friends call me Martinha most of the times. And it's a, it's a sweet name. It feels like, to me, it feels like I'm a little t- teddy bear, uh, but <laughs> it's a sweet name more than anything. Aww. What else can I say? I'm, I'm Portuguese, so I was born in Portugal, uh, <clears throat> but I'm from Angolan descent, which I'm very proud of. Uh, I can feel all of the bits, uh, African bits in my body. And I grew up with a culture, which is great. Um, what else? I work in market research. So I work with insights and innovation, which is something that gives me great joy, even because um, we normally support FMCG um, companies. And uh, I get to actually see what are they driving in terms of trends and uh, what's going to happen next. She's good because when you're thinking about food and nutrition, it gives you a little bit of an idea of what's growing and where, where, where things are sort of starting to shift. What else about me? I love writing. I've been writing since I was a teen. It's... Um, I was a little bit of a, uh, people think that I'm a, an extrovert person, but actually uh, when I was a kid, I was a very introvert person. Uh, I would spend a lot of time with with a, a pencil or a pen and just putting everything that I thought it was a feeling down. So I, I love that. I, I love being surrounded by paper. And I'm still a paper person. I mean, social media, I had to crack that in the last, and I'm 40, so in the last years. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a very uh, hard uh, technological world for me, but uh, I'm getting there. Be patient, I'm getting there. Um, that's it mainly. I love I love animals. I love pets. Uh, I've always had pets in my life. Um, I love I love being with friends. Uh, I, I love traveling, like I said before. Um, that's a lot about me. I'm a type one diabetic, Thank so you. one of the reasons why I wrote the blog was mainly about uh, my my own experiences around that. So I've been a type one diabetic since I was fifteen. God, I don't remember mm. my life without the diabetes. I have to confess. So I don't remember really eating a cake and feeling like I'm not guilty of eating that cake. (laughs) If if that helps with the idea. Um, Yeah. And that's it. Lovely. So thanks for that, Marta. Um, We're going to jump straight into our conversation. Um, As Marta mentioned, she has a blog, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, And it's, is basically charting and following uh, Marta's wellness journey. So what made you, um, obviously you've mentioned diabetes and kidney condition, but are those the only things that made you, what made you actually embark on your health and wellness journey? And how did that, how did that kind of journey kick well, off? Well, you know, the, idea, the, 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 the automatic response to that is necessity. <laughs> I think it was necessity mm-hmm. that drove me to this journey anyway, because at a certain point, if you don't take control out of your, 
your body and, and, and what, you, what you want to achieve and, and how you want to achieve that in terms of well-being, then there's no one else that's mm -hmm. going to do that for you. So, so basically, that was the first uh, reason. And I think what came next was that idea that, you know what, if, if you could, wouldn't you stop your body from developing things that normally it will? Because it's uh, like that with age, or at least that's the reasoning that people normally have. So you develop later on in life, you develop some of the chronic diseases because it's age. Well, it's not age, really. It's uh, it's an evolution. It means that throughout all of these years, you probably were not prone to think about healthy aging. So another one of the reasons why I started that was I have that awareness, obviously, because I had to have that awareness in a very early stage of my life. But <clears throat> the more you start researching yeah. <clears throat> about about the the these chronic diseases and how they appear and the differences between normally people don't really know the difference between a type one or a type two diabetic but there is a difference the most most of people that actually end up developing the type two diabetes are people that potentially if they could uh, be more mindful of their uh, aging and and all of that process and and the diets that they should be following through life maybe maybe they wouldn't end up developing it. So I think it's more of an awareness of, hey, guys, you know what? I have this, this and that. Um, I, I've, I'm putting my, my body into a test nowadays. I actually transformed all my, well, slowly, because actually changing a whole lifestyle is not that easy. You know, no, I wish it was no. like, oh, okay, I'm vegan now, vegan, like, fully vegan and everything surrounds me yeah. like everything that actually has any sort of animal uh based ingredient or that would be that's it oh, God. i would be like <laughs> naked in a house without nothing <laughs> you know but you know it's a progress and if you put in your head that that's that's what you want to do and that's what you want to follow then you will make that happen slowly but surely but you will make that happen so at the moment okay i uh, hmm. makeup is gone i have everything that you have, i put in my face the hair uh, i even have uh, um a vegan leather jacket imagine well slowly but surely i'm getting oh, there wow, good i'm you. getting there but most importantly it's the diet itself so so since i mm. actually started the plant-based diet i started monitoring uh, my blood tests closely and and that's why i want to share i want to share with everyone look yeah i have these conditions this was my stage uh one when i started this diet shall we actually look at the progression how it does it actually get gets better does it stabilizes my condition uh do we actually mm -hmm. see it uh, slowly deteriorating because that's what my 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 doctors are expecting so so how how is it gonna happen are all of those stories from what the health and uh, knives instead of forks or all of those uh, uh netflix document uh, are they actually mm -hmm. true can we can we use my body as a guinea pig body that's the purpose you know and that's why i want to share so I've read um, what we were talking a bit earlier and I've read your blog and I absolutely love it. It's Thank really you. informative. It's very honest and I just really enjoy your writing. So uh, I, you mentioned that you re you've always really enjoyed the writing, but I think it really shows in your blog posts. Um, 
because you manage to kind of balance the like facts like the factual stuff and also your actual thoughts and feelings and um yeah i really really enjoyed reading so please do check out what's what's it called it's um, the path yeah so you can find her on instagram um and there'll be links to her blog on there so really really highly recommend it um so for your um journey have you found or come across sources of inspiration and also support because I know I mean social media for all its for all its downsides it can be such a great place of finding like-minded people um, and people that are also on their own kind of journeys have you found any sources of inspiration through you know the world online yeah. <laughs> or always, otherwise oh, sorry i'm like i'm not sure what's going on it's uh, definitely i don't think it's covid but <laughs> my throat <laughs> is a uh, is a uh, plain test for me <laughs> disclaimer not covid <laughs> um, yes i find inspiration in uh everywhere actually to be honest uh, let's 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 push aside my family which are the the best uh, inspires of uh, everyone obviously my greatest friends as well mm-hmm. So it's good to actually double uh, check some ideas with them and everything. But when I actually go into my feeds and news feeds and everything, I do tend to read, for instance, Diabetes UK. I find that other people that are diabetes sufferers can give me a sort of a, a lesson as well. I can learn with them. I can learn with their challenges. I can learn with their experiences. So I tend to read from there a lot. I also go and read uh, celebrities, of course. Um, I follow Haley Berry. She's a diabetic herself. But I, I follow her because she's inspiring in the way that she 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 is one of those pursuers of a healthy uh, body, a healthy soul uh, type person. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of the exercise she does, all of the commitment she has towards a keto diet, for instance, it's very interesting to, to read a little bit about that and sort of adapt some parts of my diet to it when I want to reduce the number of carbs. And we know that that for diabetics, uh, that's uh, um, a measurement that we need to consider for insulin sake. Um, but I do follow uh, follow that. Um, who else? I like reading. Um, don't kill me. I was um, in the beginning of reading. Uh, I know why the caged bird sings from Maya. <laughs> I know. <gasps> don't kill me. Oh, I, I, I should... I'm not going to kill you. You're reading it, and that's the most important I, I thing. I stopped the reading because of that that 500, but I'm getting back to it. <laughs> I'm getting back to I it. I kind of, like, knocked your reading brain out of it. You know, that's why I was, I was asking. <laughs> Don't kill me. But, um, but I find inspiration there as well. I love reading. I love people that I can relate to uh, in a lot of senses. Being mm-hmm. a black woman, obviously, it's, um, it's important for me to to have that touch i i love michelle obama <laughs> I, oh my god you know? you michelle? <laughs> I, I saw the documentary i want to read the book which i haven't yet i mean i love every aspect oh of you her. got it you got it <laughs> I I I need to buy the book, but I had it on audiobook, Ooh. so it was like being read, being read, yes, being I read like a bedtime that. story by Michelle Obama. It was I was like always looking forward to going to bed and just be like, oh, Auntie Michelle's gonna read some of her story now. Oh, it was I just so do cool. The same, actually, <laughs> it becomes easier when you're trying to do your your thing. So I need to be writing as well quite a lot. So it it, it makes it easier yeah. in terms of uh, time management. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I love an yes. audio book. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so inspiration comes from everywhere. It's from friends uh, sharing their own uh, struggles sometimes, sharing their own experience. So it, it's not necessarily that the person has to have diabetes for me to find them extremely in- inspiring, even because my blog, mm. although it's based on the person that has all of these conditions, is not meant for people that just have diabetes or whatever. It's meant for everyone that has a, a sort of like a mindset on their own uh, uh, total well-being. So, so that would yeah. that would be it. Finding inspiration in everyone and in, in, in friends that are telling me, "Oh, I'm in this struggle to lose weight. I don't know what to do." Well, you know, let's let's have a chat and let's uh, let's uh, think, consider uh, some of the nutritional things that I know for sure it's part of a healthy diet because I had all, all of my life had had a, a healthy diet, isn't it? Considered of uh, the reduction of bad sugar. <laughs> And that's so important, I think, like that, what you say, like looking for the commonalities that everyone has. I mean, we can all be on mm-hmm. different journeys and all be traveling different roads, but helping each other totally. along these roads is totally. so important. Totally. Really important. <clears throat> Ultimately, we are all following that path, you know, life path. Uh, we have bumps, different yeah. bumps, it's true, but we can learn from each other's bumps uh, and to make that journey much better definitely so Marta what would you say has been your in your journey so far what has been your biggest achievement or the thing that you're most pleased Hmm. about biggest achievements are hard I I really in life one of the things I don't really believe is that we have that big achievement I mean big achievement is life itself you know we have small wins all the time small uh from uh, imagine that you just change jobs imagine that you were given a promotion imagine that you just changed country or uh that you just changed uh diet (laughs) and you ventured into deleting Mm. everything that you you conceived and you grew up thinking it was a your your normal diet so all of those are little wins towards that that main achievement which is life um i would say mm-hmm. that's a good way maybe maybe one of the latest biggest wins was actually be brave enough to put put yourself naked out there in that vlog you know i think i think that was a mm-hmm. big win um don't be scared don't be don't be anything of showing how tough life can actually be because obviously there's a, a huge part of me there that was in deep grief and and and, and suffering quite a lot don't mm-hmm. be scared of sharing that with people because that that also is sharing something that people want to to know people want to know that life is not just about joy and life is not just about happiness sometimes we all share a, a darker moment how can we overcome it and, mm-hmm. and and how how does that make us stronger so one of the biggest achievements if we have to call it achievement would be actually braving to be out there naked well not literally obviously yeah. but <laughs> you know <laughs> Well, you know, whatever pleasure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it feels like it. Feels, it feels like uh, maybe it does. It does feel like you're bearing your not. I don't want to. I don't want to over dramatize it. But you are bearing like your inner self in in a way when you kind of write your thoughts or you're write yeah. about your feelings. Yeah. 
it does it, it, it I, I do understand every time I hit publish oh, yeah. on an episode when I've just been talking and talking and talking I'm like oh my god people can think I'm talking absolute <laughs> trash like <laughs> but I do yeah, it anyway it, um, and it's so it's quite liberating it's, it's super really liberating. liberating that's the um, word it's it, it's definitely yeah. liberating and and actually the effect that we think, oh God, I have exactly the same feeling. It's like, oh God, they're gonna think she's she's mental. Is <laughs> she writing? <laughs> a lot. But actually, no. People relate to because we are all humans. We all have these 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 stories. You know, we have commonalities in our stories, exactly. and we can find them. We can find commonalities in everything that we live. Um, so so it's good. It's all positive uh, at the end good stuff now you mentioned um obviously changing your diet um and that's a huge huge thing um i'm like kind of i'm like a kind of in-betweeny whereas i don't eat meat Mm -hmm. or dairy but i still eat Mm -hmm. fish and eggs occasionally um but i found personally i found giving up meat like to be the easiest part like that was the easiest part for me um then came giving Mm -hmm. up smoking and then came giving up dairy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, cheese, uh, <laughs> cream, and like oh, it's cream uh, and butter. Yes. Like I was just like, why do people put butter in everything? First of all, like what is that? Um, so I found that that was the Tell most challenging. It. It was giving. I grew up, up with dairy. a mom putting butter like, in rice. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, so obviously. Butter and time. Mm. Yummy. Um, <laughs> so what what has been what have you found to be like the most challenging part of your kind of lifestyle change? Uh, I would Or top three, top three. Say, you, you know one. what? One of the ones that you actually haven't given up yet. Fish. Fish fish is um it it's hard. Um yeah, it's just hard. Imagine. And actually, what saves me is that with COVID, I cannot even, uh, I couldn't go home. I couldn't go to Portugal for uh, the summertime, which is good because they yeah. grill fish like no one else does. <laughs> I would die with that smell. I would just die. Oh, so I man. think one of the hardest ones was that, that I, uh, some, somehow I still miss it. Um, I agree mm. with you with the dairies and the eggs. I, I, I try, I have these organ um, uh, replacement of egg, which I do mm-hmm. every weekend. I'm like religiously. Obviously, it doesn't taste the same, but, but it gives me that feeling like, okay, I, I, I like this. I actually like this. And this is just the one that, you know, I still have to have that feeling of resemblance. Which yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't encourage no, I people to find. I, it's just like, if you change your diet, just forget about the taste and the textures and everything. Just just embrace the new ones. You know, this is it, yeah. the, the yeah. secret. It's just like, if you are... Okay, fair That's enough. Beyond true. Burger, I have to confess. The first time I tried that, which was the first and only, but I love it. It's very nice. It's very tasty. But I had to run to my kitchen and to the pack just to double check that I was not eating meat. <laughs> oh, do you know what that happened to me recently I, I went out for lunch and they do they had like a vegan burger and it was it had like 
smoky mm-hmm. fire mm-hmm. and I was I was oh my god they put beef in this they put beef in it I had to I literally went to the counter I was like this is this isn't no one put like minced meat in here did they they were like no 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 it's smoky soy I was like okay okay I was so yes. convinced it was me I was like They're oh my god I should so be good this. at it it's like ridiculous <laughs> I was like I'm eating meat for sure no it was not eating meat so so I definitely if, if you're looking for something that resembles meat beyond burgers <laughs> <laughs> it's very good so obviously the market is is adapting to it and, and obviously with all the flexitarians mm. that you have out there it's very hard to have vegans vegans it's, it's still a very niche percentage of the population like it's it, it's it's how it is yeah. it's easier to have a lot of people that are becoming more flexitarians and i think that's already very positive because it means that people are dropping uh meat and and, and the, the the meat derivatives a little bit more and and that contributes a lot to their health overall so so already that's a huge yeah. step forward but um but yeah if you if you become a vegan just don't don't be looking for the same textures it's like the konjac noodles they don't really have the same texture as the normal noodles but they taste great and and if you put like your your own sauces and your own oof, your sauces yeah that, you, you're creating magic in the kitchen <laughs> It is. Yes. Don't you find that cooking with just plants? You're yes. like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like it is, <laughs> it it is, is like magic, magic because there are so many of them that we wouldn't explore before. Because obviously we were sort of like, yeah, stuck in our with your usuals, mm. you know, with veggies, it gives you a huge variety of vegetables that you can try. A huge variety of combinations as well. It's it's just magic. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so what tips would you give to someone who is kind of considering taking a more mindful approach to the way they eat? Um, but things that you've learnt, um, what kind of what what would be your kind of golden nuggets of knowledge that you would pass on? I would say start slow because I start I was already a flexitarian before I became a vegan. It means that it's not mm. a shock. It's not like oh. I'm going to drop all of that for, for, for yeah. Cold no, turkey. You, you did that with cigarettes, though. I did that with cigarettes. Cold turkey, though. <laughs> yes, I did that. Yeah, I had to cold, cold turkey. turkey it, it works. With cigarettes, it does. Because if you don't do it uh, like that, you will always have that in-between step, which is the vapings and everything. Yeah, cutting whatever. down. Still so cutting just, down. just cut it. <laughs> cut it. And it, it's going to work magic. With with the, the, the vegan diet, it's not like that. I mean, I think... easier path start being a flexitarian start cutting uh, start reducing your meat intake here and there and then with dairy as well start slow trial i i tried every single milk because i'm a milk person the milk is such a big thing yeah yeah you remember i used to drink Uh, what what, what's your favorite milk (laughs) you did you're so cute oh yeah so background story me and Marta actually used to live together (laughs) Um, in our very unhealthy days. <laughs> Super. <laughs> but so much fun. So much fun. What happens um, in Ivanhoe stays in Ivanhoe. Yeah, we remember? used to live together. <laughs> Every, yes. Oh my gosh. SE5. Um, and every night before bed, Marta would have a glass of milk and everyone would think that was just I the cutest thing. It was the cutest do. thing. Well, obviously with my soya. So I, I decided that soya is my, is my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's my milk. milk. I've settled on rice. I you like do. Rice. 
rice and rice or oat yeah it's quite sweet well with oat what i what for me what works very well is cooking with it i love using oat Mm. milk instead of any creams or anything and oh yes because it already has a bit of a thicker yeah and the flavor is it's amazing it's just too dense because I'm a cat obviously I, I drink a lot <laughs> and so if you drink at night time and you feel that density it feels like oh my stomach is going to be like, a little bit upset after isn't it <laughs> so 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 the the soya light <laughs> one which is w- what I choose it it h- helps with that but cooking with mm. oat milk is super good and it gives it that oaty taste which I love I love I love I love Mm-mm. yeah the, the quest for your perfect milk is like part yes of the fun. yes <laughs> I mean I even had the hemp milk I tried them all I did How I did went you? to a planet organic and I said okay this is all the varieties they have I'm gonna try them all <laughs> And they have nice. a handful one as well, which is all right. I mean, not my cup of tea, but <laughs> it was still interesting to try. <laughs> mm, <that was laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so the journey needs to start like that, you know, like slowly. Mm-hmm. Try, try your Slow flavors steady. because you don't like everything that is animal based anyway. There are things that you try and you like. There are others exactly. that you don't like. The same with a plant-based diet. You go and you sort of adapt. You start with your favorites. I have I, I have a lot of mushrooms, for instance. I love mushrooms. I have a lot of uh, red peppers. I love stuffed red peppers. I mean, ooh. Mm, <laughs> you know, I like lentils. I explore everything. There's grains. I mean, there there is a lot on my favorite list already, but you can only enlarge it from there. You know, find different flavors, find exactly. different veggies, try the, the try aubergine and see how how actually feeling aubergine can be. As a... do you know me? I I used to hate <laughs> aubergine for some reason. I was like, oh, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> but now. I'm like, oh, actually, why was I hating on aubergine I know, so much? I know, I know, it's great. Especially on its, when it's roasted. Oh, yes. oh my gosh, roasted aubergine. <laughs> so, I'm making it's myself delicious. hungry now. You're going to start hearing my stomach in a minute. Like. <laughs> it's delicious, isn't it? I love it. I love aubergine now. <laughs> but has there been anything that you've tried that you've like thinking, ugh, um, no, this is not for me? Let me think, let me think. I'm pretty sure that there is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but what would be? What would it be? Or something that you've kind of made yourself like sick of a bit. I haven't reached that stage yet, so I keep repeating a few of them. No, I mean I don't know what what would it be. Uh, I'm even putting more onions nowadays than I used to do before, and which was I I, I wouldn't I wasn't a fan of uh, onions. That's why I'm mentioning them. Or fresh garlic, you, you know like exactly. And I put didn't. them everywhere, so it's. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm. Uh, if anything, I'm just enlarging. I don't miss really the meats and stuff I don't miss I actually have to confess one thing the idea Mm. of some of the animal proteins nowadays is a bit like oh I'm not sure I would like to smell that now oh do you know what happened to me the other day there's I live near like a main road so when you're walking down the main road obviously there's like about a million chicken shops and 
I was walking and literally, I walk, usually I used to love this moment. <laughs> like, not gonna lie, I used to. Love <laughs> but I would walk. I walked past and I just got that waft of like all I could think of was just carcass. <laughs> like it smells like like fried death. <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. I went home and like literally had to sit down for half an hour. I felt nauseous. It's really interesting how when you your mindset changes and then just things that you actually even used yeah. to enjoy just become like, oh, yeah. really big turn off. Yeah. In terms yeah. of vegetables, even the ones that I was not keen on, I'm actually using and abusing of them. So it's very hard to find one that I just don't like. That's good. That's yeah. really good though. Yeah. Really good. Maybe because I'm I'm sort of like stuck into the rotation of my favorite ones. It could be it could be bad that yeah I mean we had that while well, we were cooking with mushrooms oh. nearly every day and then we decided to do um like one of those food sensitivity oh, yes. tests mm. man like literally it was like the things that I eat the most often that I really yeah. like I was highly sensitive <laughs> to apparently and then I'm thinking well that would explain the bloating <laughs> then um <laughs> And on the top of the list were, for me, were like mushrooms, like all kinds of mushrooms, um, mm. bananas, um, wheat. Um, what else did I eat? Apples. Oh, I should actually um, do. <laughs> Matt, literally, I was like, what am I going to eat now? What am I, literally, what am I going to eat? <laughs> well, so we tried to, so we eliminated the things that we were really sensitive oh, to for so about quickly. like, almost about, almost six weeks. And literally, it's like it was like starting all over again. Cause, okay, we can't we can't cook with mushroom now, so we're gonna have to like figure out different. And it's like it's it really it's really good in that it pushes you to try different things. But I did honestly feel the difference with my with the bloating, especially like cutting out the wheat. Did you? Um, Maybe you, you yeah you, you could well you shouldn't. You can you can kind of like I can yeah. have a little bit of this or yeah. a little bit of that. So now it's like I try and like I treat myself like to maybe like one day yeah. a week have a bagel yeah. or something. Um, so I'm still I'm not like starving myself because I'll start dreaming about bagels if that's <laughs> terrible. Like, like, isn't it? You cannot do that. Put otherwise, then your mental health suffers. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, that was really interesting in that whenever it comes to you know. You have to make that conscious effort because one of the things for me is like motivation sometimes, especially yeah. with exercise. Like I'll go for <laughs> a kick and be like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, do you know what? Well, with oh, exercise, it's, like, like, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> I think you need to go into what suits you best. Uh, and I had the same with a lot yeah. of uh, <laughs> when I started doing a, a bit more exercise than normal because for me, exercise used to be uh, I walk. <laughs> I walk a lot. Yeah. Meaning I commute. <laughs> So obviously that's my exercise. <laughs> and when I started moving my body a little bit more, I was like, oh, okay, um, this feels good. And obviously, if you start having a healthier diet here and there, you, you want to combine that with a, with a nice um, mm-hmm. routine, exercise routine. So I started trying a lot of things. I started doing yoga every day. And then I realized, okay, I love yoga, but I cannot do it every day because I'm going to get sick of it. I'm, I'm just not going to follow that through. I'm not a gym person. Mm-hmm. So it's um, I cannot put myself into that gym and commit to the machines or to or to classes every every other day either. So I I, I found out that okay, outdoors is for me, regardless of if it's winter or not. 
Um, I like, I have a bike, so uh, I cycle a bit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and I also love running nowadays. And trust me that when I say that, it's, it's wow, what happened to my life? Because um, maybe six months ago, I would say running is not my thing. You are not going to see mm -hmm. me running. <laughs> I run twice a week nowadays. I do six kilometers of nice. it. It makes me very happy. Every time I <laughs> I complete that, I, I feel very accomplished. Um, so, so, so a lot of things change, isn't it? When you start adapting to what makes you happier, what's the routine that actually makes you happier. So I do that. I walk uh, an hour uh, twice a week as well. Um, and I do some fitness with uh, Pop Sugar. Love it. I consume it a lot. So it's 30 minutes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Classes for everything, especially uh, abs and bum. I have to confess these are my weak spots. So I like to work out <laughs> abs and bum. Uh, and, and they have amazing classes for that. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, 30 minutes uh, once per week I do that because otherwise I, I'm, I'm telling you I'm not really a fitness person. So if I did more than that, I would give up. So I, that yeah, is good. Yeah. It's a death. Like, that's really good. Really good. <laughs> but no, going back to the mushrooms, it happens oh. the same. <clears throat> same with me. Um, uh, I found out that uh, mushrooms are not the greatest things for my kidneys because obviously they are sort of high in potassium, which is something that could... Uh, harm more than anything so I have to be very cautious about the mm. potassium that I um, include in my diet so it was two of my yeah. favorites which was the mushrooms and avocado <laughs> which I tend to eat every day <laughs> oh my gosh I love I a bit love of avocado it. So, no I'm not eating it every day but I'm um, I've, I've reduced it to um, maybe twice a week <laughs> yeah treats <laughs> treats exactly mega treats <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So um, what are your, this is a very, very general broad questions. Um, what, what's in store for Martha in the future? What are your hopes? My hopes for my future. Oof. Uh, I want to continue living what gives me the joy the most, which is traveling, <clears throat> finding out new places in the world. Uh, maybe uh, not finding that it's so hard sometimes to be a vegan out there. <laughs> No, do you know where you should go next, Martha? You should go okay. to Jamaica. <laughs> Sold! I, I haven't been. I would love to go. Uh, you don't need to actually say that twice. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to Jamaica because, like, contrary to what people would think on the surface, um, Rastafarians in Jamaica, like proper traditional Rastafarians, are essentially vegan because they follow an ITAL diet. They don't eat any them. animals. They don't eat any <laughs> Um, so yeah, get yourself to Jamaica, and um, we we found when we went the last time, we found this amazing cafe. It's like in the middle of the bushes, like off the, off the beaten path. But it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant, and they serve vegan oh food God. there. We found like a a vegan like beach bar that did like fresh okay. juices. Can I come back to you with a, a, an email full of like a list? Girl, I will give you an itinerary. <laughs> yes, yes Trust I'm not me. even joking. I'm serious. <laughs> Jamaica just jumped into the first of my. <laughs> yes, it was already in the top, huh? but but hey, <laughs> nowadays it's very important. <clears throat> I just found that. Okay, I had one trip this uh, summer, which was to Croatia, uh, which I loved. I, mm. I definitely recommend. It's a beautiful country. 
it's but beautiful. You know what? Yeah. You think it's very Mediterranean the way they they eat, so it's uh, very interesting. But you would suffer a bit if you are vegan, <laughs> depending on where you go. Oh, really? Oh, see now that's like the first thing I have to research is food. Yeah. Like where? Yeah. Can we eat? Yeah. <laughs> recommendations I'm like I'm basically following my belly now (laughs) super important it's really important really important but I can 100 110% recommend Jamaica but um Um, well Martha in the future would be someone that is still writing that blog and is still like feeding people with uh, novelties and how health can somehow change improve uh however whoever where it takes us I don't know uh, but maybe someone that is still writing, <clears throat> writing even more because I, I, I would love to continue pursuing my dream of writing. Uh, and I was writing a lot of mm. uh, small stories. You know, you, you try to, to, to have that aim of, I want to write that book and plant a tree and do all of the things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but Keep you, hold you that need dream. to hold like, it. Seriously. You really need to hold it. Um, and well, I found that I, I, I started a lot of books, but they all transformed into the, those little stories. And instead of the little stories, yeah. I really want to. Maybe it'll be an anthology of short stories. <laughs> Maybe I should, you know, different chapters, same book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. Honestly, that is like that is like that is like a, my never-ending dream. Like I will never not dream. Yeah, you book. should never stop dreaming because dreams do come true, like mm-hmm. the song says, right? Mm-hmm. They they, they do, do. They do. They they, and, and and you just need to persist in in into following them. So writing more definitely, maybe achieving different places at work, uh, um, achieving different positions, grow, uh, continue to grow. That's important as well because you need to feel that professionally mm-hmm. you start of reaching places. So so I would like to continue yes. that journey as well, <laughs> and and somehow if if I can touch other people and inspire them somehow to to pursue their own dreams as well and that's already mm. a, a gain a huge gain it's just like it, it would make me completely happy that's brilliant I, I i have absolutely no doubt that there will be people inspired by what you write by by your journey and just by by you um i know for sure even from knowing you that yeah you you're very 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 oh, thank you <laughs> that's that's very encouraging it's, it's mm-hmm. sort of like you need that feedback sometimes to continue uh with, with your plan yeah you know, like, yeah okay. i'm yes, a cheerleader <laughs> here with my pom-poms <laughs> well i'm yours for sure so so yeah. this, is, this is mutual <laughs> admiration i guess so so marta thank you so so much for joining me thank it's been brilliant chatting me. with you <laughs> Um, and I'm sure you will have inspired some listeners um, today with your with your story and your journey. Thank you. So thank thank you, you, everyone, for listening as well. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Mum to Midwife podcast. If you've liked what you've heard, please do leave a review and make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with upcoming episodes.